0: Hi there, this is Alvin, and welcome to Kickstart Commerce. And as you can see today, I'm at a different location. Just look around, look at the background here. So, hey, you never know what may happen. happen. You could hear somebody run around in the hallway. You could hear um, a multitude of things, phone rings. So just know that we're at a different spot today. And with me today, I have the fabulous... A husband and wife duo of Seth and Robin Perez. And so uh, they are the founders of DroneGenius.org. And so today they're going to share a bit of their uh, story and journey. And we're going to get into uh, a little bit about their business model as well as why they chose to use DroneGenius.org. So Seth and Robin, welcome. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Thanks for making time. And so to kick things off. Tell the uh, listeners a bit about yourselves, your background, what you do, and what the journey has been like so far.
1: Well, I'm Robin, and I have been in education for a long time and just always been the one making the decisions to help schools kind of make sure that they're offering premium um, activities and ways for children to just cultivate their talents. And so You know, just throughout this time, I've learned a lot and um, always wanted to be able to offer and take everything that I've learned and create a program that we could put all of our ideas and what we've learned together as parents and as educators um, into play. And so, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, so I'm excited to be doing it for um, Drone Genius now.
2: Seven yourself? So, uh, I am a one trick pony. I'm Robin, I'm Robin's husband. Yay. That's it. No, I, I, uh, I love tech. I, um, I also am a creative. I've been doing music for a long time. Um, I know a little bit about business. I've been blessed to be able to open some businesses with some friends and some family members over the years. Um, I have a law degree, so I, uh, no, just enough to get myself into trouble basically <laughs> and I'm fascinated by tax law so hopefully I'm able to kind of keep us out of trouble in that way um, and uh, I've never been an educator but I've watched my wife for the last 15 years um, work in that industry I've seen the ups and downs I've also seen how great it is for kids once they find a product that really engages their little souls and their minds and their interest, and I've seen it help them just light up and flourish, and so that's why we're so excited about what we're able to do through Drone Genius. All right, so
0: I guess share with uh, our listeners and watchers, so how did Drone Genius come to be? Obviously, I, I would probably guess, since you said it's more of the tech side, that that our dreamer over here um, <laughs> okay. came
2: up with this, this idea, this thought. <laughs> So I would love to be able to say that it was my tech and dreaminess and all that stuff, but it was truly a God moment. Awesome. Um, Our our little boy, who was about seven or eight at the time, had been flying drones, little toy drones for a few years, and I was always fascinated by them. I thought they were so cool, Uh, but I never connected the dots. I never thought for one moment that we should open a business dealing with drones or coding or anything like that, but one morning I woke up, I think it was a Saturday morning, and I just got a download, and I know it was God because I had never even thought about this concept. And wow. He just gave me this concept, clear as day, to teach kids in elementary how to fly drones, how to do light JavaScript coding, and how to combine the two. I didn't even know that was a possibility. Huh. did some research on my laptop, in the bed, in my pajamas. Found <laughs> that nobody had done it, but that there was some software that could kind of make it possible, and that thus began the journey. Wow, and so now you don't have, I guess, a, a traditional software
0: engineering background, right? Not at all. Okay, so then what? Why in the world would you even go? Hey, I'm going to climb that mountain of figuring out coding, uh,
2: and whether or not you could combine or merge the two worlds right. of, of the drone. And so uh, the the tiny bit about coding that I know um, comes from a job that I, I just I held until just recently, where I was helping automate. Document processing. Ah. I'd begun to learn about JavaScript and how it can help with um, pretty, pretty complicated tasks mm-hmm. that had a lot of human error involved, and it could cut out the possibility of human error. Don't worry, I'm not talking about robots taking over the world. <laughs> but I kind of am. <laughs> so I, I saw the beauty of it. Yeah, we just want, and, and I look at it, and
0: I go, the we want to use um, automation in a way that helps people do their jobs better. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And I go, you know, hey, we're not out to <laughs> to remove anyone per se, but I'm like, if the technology can do it better or help someone do it better, yeah. we're all for it. Yeah, we're all for it. And so then that began. So that bit of knowledge then coupled with, uh, I guess, watching your son. Now, were you involved in terms of getting behind uh, the proverbial will of a of a drone to to um, I guess you'd say start your own flight experience.
2: Yeah, I tried several times in the early years. <laughs> and, and you know, I'm, and the results were not good. Not good. I was I was the dad that ruined the day a couple of times I think.
1: There were a lot of ladders involved.
2: Uh-oh. Oh, man, so. Yes, a lot of ladders. There was a time where <laughs> it wasn't my fault it was our son's fault. <laughs> of course. He landed it on top of a two-story building and I had to get like some long wires and ropes and yeah, a get ladder it. That I yes. lassoed it. Wow. Got it down, thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yes, I did. I tried, and I wasn't that great at it. But then, when I figured out that there was some software that I could put on my tablet and learn how to kind of automate some movements and let the drone and the script do all the work, uh-huh. I saw that it was pretty easy and pretty magical. Wow. Yeah. Now at this, so at this point in the journey, you
0: you get the g- download from God. You, I guess, did you was your next step starting to research or actually uh, attempting, um, I guess, a prototype or functional prototype of what you were hoping to to build or achieve? Is that I? And I guess where I'm going with this is that oftentimes people go, well, do I run out and start the business, oh, or right. what do I do? I mean, do I try to find customers first and then come back and formally start the business, or do I formally start the business? And then just try to figure it all out.
1: So I think when this was February, um, when two years ago, yeah, Uh February, two years ago. And we were initially going to just we wanted to make sure that we weren't going to run into someone else's lane with this. Mm -hmm. And so it was important for us to do our research first to see, is this a thing? Are there people doing this? If so, how are they doing this? Are they profitable doing this? What holes, what pitfalls, what, what walls are they running into? And when we initially did our research just to see is this even something that we could do, there's no one doing it. And so that was the first course of action. And then once Seth did the research and found out, okay, this is the program that we can use, and not only is this a program that we can use, is that they have, they have a whole educator community, So the program that we use to help children code and that we use in our classes not only is out there, but it has it has so much support for me as the educator and for our teachers that teach that give them ideas and tell them, okay, if you run into this problem, this is what you do. And there's blogs and we talk. And so it was like, okay, this is happening. There's no one else doing it. There's a whole lot of support out there. Um, we, we found out how much the equipment was going to cost us. So that all happened relatively quick. Wow. Like mm-hmm. I think within a week, we had a lot of our answers resolved. Yeah. And so initially, we were going to just launch it um, because just from my background, these types of after-school programs, we're like, okay, well, we've got to get a marketing plan together and we got to find some schools, so we'll march it um, in, this, in the upcoming fall school year. Um, so this was February and so we're like okay we'll take our time mm-hmm. well what had happened was
2: enter, enter, enter Robin <laughs> oh, note for the viewer February we were going to launch in the fall so we're going to go a whole spring a whole summer and launch in the fall go ahead
1: first place. Enter, <laughs> enter Robin <laughs> um, so I feel like this is part of what makes me a successful business woman at this point it is I saw that we had the tools, we had enough um, resources, Um, I had enough drive. So I was like, well, how come we wouldn't, why come, why wouldn't we just start it in the summer? Why not? And use the summer as an opportunity to just launch it and to see where the mistakes were, if there were any, Mm -hmm. or what we needed to change, and what our marketing strategy, how it would, how it would result, and what it would look like for us, and, and so hence we started that June.
0: Wow, so wait, so <laughs> February. Yeah. Laying in bed, we get this idea. We start doing mm-hmm. research. All within a week, we figure out it is possible. Um, yeah. You likely can be profitable. There are no legalities that you Mm-mm. or snafus that you may run into. Right. So then you start, I guess, playing around or experimenting. Now, you tried this out or exper- or really you brought it to your son. Yeah. Right? And a couple of his friends, I believe. Yeah. Correct. to so just try to work through and see, is there any interest in this? Yeah. And yeah. I guess the results from that
2: was that. Perfect. They were wonderful. Yeah. Were I tried it first late one night, fell in love with it. The next day, tried it with our son. Later that afternoon, tried it with our son and a couple of friends. Mm-hmm. They lit up. Right away, they kids did not know that they could do this. Yeah, most of them had drones sitting in a closet Mm -hmm. on a shelf because they had gotten them for Christmas or a birthday, and had landed them in a tree and gotten frustrated and just threw them away.
1: And we did a couple of camp fairs too. Um, so like we did some local camp fairs. Um, camp fairs are basically to show parents what new and uh, 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 up-and-coming programs are out there. Right. And so, that gave us an opportunity here in the Austin area to, to show parents. And it was also kind of like a beta test to see are people even interested or are they just going to walk past our booth.
2: Gotcha.
1: Well, we shut down the camp fairs. Like, the other people were <laughs> like, can please, can Drone Genius just, can you put them in the corner because <laughs> nobody's talking to us. So, that <laughs> That was interesting because it gave people, we would let the kids come up to our booth and and try it and see what we do and show them what the end result was. You know, this is some of the things that drones can do and what they're doing. And so that was, we did a couple of those March, April, May. And so that also gave us an idea, okay, we're heading in the right direction. We also took a leap of faith during that time. We created our website pretty quick and we said, okay, well, let's do summer camp and we, we opened registration. And by March, we had about five registrations. And it was like, okay, this Seth, this is happening. Wow. We, we, Hang we, on. You know, <laughs> this Hang is on. happening. <laughs> so, you know, we, we did what we needed to do. We got our business, our small business insurance, which was a little difficult because they would hear the word drone and they'd be like, uh, children, kids, and drones? Uh, yeah, no. Um, wow. <laughs> finally, yeah. And finally, we got somebody to say yes. Um, and we've been with them ever since. And then the school districts were like, you know what, we need, the school districts are very hungry right now. Not just the school districts, but private schools. They're hungry for new programs. So they gave us a chance too, and yeah.
0: So then from, so from, I guess, the initial um, experimentation with friends and, and your, your children, then how did the curriculum come about?
1: Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. So there are different communities for coding, because coding is so popular with educators right now, it is really helping educators be able to. Um, it's so you have you know your just standard curriculum you know your Teeks Texas Education Standards, um and whatnot. And every state, every school has has this standard that they want to meet. But typically, what's happening with our children have, our children nowadays having such an advantage. To, to having so much tech and being able to just be so broad with how they learn, teachers or educators are really looking for supplemental ways to teach and to really drive home the topics or whatever, the, you know, what the subjects. So these communities are everywhere and for everything from flying drones and, you know, building drones or whatever. And so I, in part of our initial research to see if this was going to work, we found that there are lots of communities out there and teachers have been trying to integrate, not as a whole, but drones has have shown a, a lot of interest in their classroom settings. Right. So when they would have drone week, per se, you know, the, the teachers were like, oh my goodness, the kids learned, you know, w- w- they learned a, w- their math skills soared, their engineering skills, you know, they're thinking outside the box. So they really like the drone week, per se. <laughs> so it was really easy for me because I've been a teacher and an administrator on how to write a curriculum um, based on just what I know and what what I wanted my students to master. And then alongside being in these education communities for coding, you know, what their children are mastering. And then just with my son, I would I would write a lesson plan and we'd sit on the carpet and I'd say, is this fun? And he's like, no, this is not fun. Okay, well <laughs> what would make it fun? And I would say about 50% of our lessons are kid-based, truly kid-based lessons, because I have either with him or tried them with my students. And some of our students, you know, I'll give them a lesson, and kids are so amazing, they'll say, this would be better if we did this instead, and now we have a whole other lesson. So that's been the fun part for me, is, you know, knowing what the core needs to be, but also letting the children have a lot of input, and parents too.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Gotcha, so then, so that's, so you, idea happens, we're mad dashing, everybody's hanging on, we get curriculums in place, and instead of fall, it's now summer, and things are moving along, and so, to take a step back, though, where, what probably interested me the most was the name, Drone Genius. Mm -hmm. You could have probably named this. Anything else? So let's talk about a little bit about the name. Like, what went
2: behind the name? What went into it? Who did what? Yeah. So I, I started with, um, I started mapping out what the name could be, and I started with the concept of what we wanted to make sure we let parents know when they saw the name right. what their children were going to be getting into. But that it needed to also be something exciting for the kid if they mm-hmm. saw the name as well, yeah. um, and it needed to be something that was appealing to educators and the people that that opened the door for courses like us to come in. Right. So we knew that it needed to encapsulate drones, education, coding, fun. That would kind of cover all the bases. Came up with three or four different names. Robin didn't like them. <laughs> why she was right on every single one of them we landed on one name that we both loved we loved it a lot I don't remember what it was but it's it's taken we did the research and found that it had not only been not only had somebody earmarked the uh, the website but they'd also trademarked the name as well ah. so it was in full use and it wasn't somebody in education it was somebody doing some other type of field right but uh unusable so I said, all right, hon, I'm out of ideas. Ball's in your court. And within like 60 seconds, she said, how about Joan Genius?
1: Well, it was because while you were talking, I was researching. So
2: I was I multitasking. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. She was listening and working yes. all at the same time. Imagine that. Yeah, she's a unicorn. <laughs> so, a unicorn. She threw out the name <laughs> Joan Genius. <laughs> <laughs> in real life, she's here. In real life, she's here. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and then so we did some quick research to find out if it was taken, if it was in use anywhere. Right. And not at all. It was golden. Yeah. So we went ahead and we, we launched the website using that name. Mm-hmm. We built business cards. We started it into the stream of commerce as right. quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, uh, we went to go by the website. hmm And... Um, <laughs> you figured out the dot .com was... The dot .com was taken, right? which was our first clue that the name had been used by somebody, but it's in use by somebody that only does aerial footage. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, completely different field than right. what we do. Mm-hmm. 100% different. Yeah. Um, so there's no, like, there would be no competition yeah. as far as, you know, us overlaying or anything like that. So um, we decided to just still for- forge ahead. We ended up trademarking the name itself. Because through research, I found that they had not trademarked the name. Well, there you go. And that's going to be an important endeavor for us as Mm -hmm. time wears on and as we grow as a company. Um, So we went in and trademarked the name, and that's officially done. (laughs) Trademarked. But the .org, yeah. .com had been purchased but not in use. It was one of those ones that were just parked. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we had to find out if we wanted to do dot cc dot net whatever and we made the choice to go with dot org because we're an education business um and because of the weight that it holds in the education industry so it worked time to our benefit interesting because that's uh that's one
0: of the things obviously in business you hear so many different times dot com dot com dot com dot com dot com and rightfully so i mean it's uh very much like physical real estate uh, you speak about location, 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 location. And mm-hmm. so it's been ingrained um, within, especially within our generation, coming online that you inadvertently type .com behind mm-hmm. things when you go on the web. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. with voice search coming into play, domains are not necessarily, I'm not going to say that they are, are less important or not important at all, they're they're losing some importance to a certain extent because you're using voice to say, hey, go search for whatever, yeah. right. select the first option. Um, but then I, I pivot from that to go, even though you couldn't get .com, I think what you said is certainly correct, is that with it being educational background, .org is often familiar. I mean, very familiar mm-hmm. yeah. um, within the education realm because you have a lot of uh, charities, foundations, yeah, um, educational foundations that lean towards the dot-com. Obviously, the, you can't get um, the .edu because that's more of a restricted domain right. uh, reserved for credentialed um, education agencies and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So um, so interesting that you had gone, you found Drone Genius Unicorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> DroneGenius, then .org. And so um, what have you noticed from just operating this business on the .org? Has there been really any difference that you've, you know, encountered by chance? Or with people remembering the name or not remembering it?
1: That's a good question. I think that when I encounter people and I tell them, you know, look us up. And they'll say, oh, okay, DroneGenius.com. And I'm like, .org. I felt like in the beginning it was more .org, .org, .org. Um, And people didn't question that. They were like, oh, okay. Um, But I think I agree with you with now everything kind of being more voice-generated. People aren't really focused on it anymore. It's just like, and then, you know, we kind of watched the trend on Google and, you know, which every good business should do. Okay, type in John Genius, what comes up? You know, in the beginning, it was this other company. and Now, I don't, I don't ever see them. So, it's not a concern for me. When I talk to people, you know, they will sometimes say, oh, .org, because your education, or you nonprofit. We'll kind of get into that. And our goal is to eventually get into more of that, and we do do some non-profit things. So, it just works. So, yeah, it's That's not awesome. it's not been a huge issue. So, it, so is
2: you, like, really... No pushback. Yeah. Uh, doesn't seem to confuse people. Right. I don't think I've heard one story of a parent saying or a school saying, "Hey, I tried to look you up and I couldn't mm-hmm. find you when I typed in .com." Right. Nothing. It's just it's worked.
0: And I think that's also a testament to the the importance of name selection. Yeah. yeah. Because had you been uh, drone something or something else that may be similar to another company um, in that same line of fire, if you will, yeah. then it that just breeds all sorts of confusion and you're breeding or uh, bleeding leads over to someone else's business, um, which will put you out of business in yeah. <laughs> yes. only, only a matter of time. So I think that that's uh, awesome that when you had the name choice, but even though you didn't have the com that you had the org and it plays very well then the lane that you're running. Mm-hmm. So, so then kind of segueing here, so let's talk about the business model. Now, obviously, you mentioned not a... Um, Not-for-profit was not the organization, so you are a for-profit organization. Um, So let's get into that business model of why you selected that path and then what it's afforded you in terms of being able to go to school district.
1: Well, I think that initially we selected that path because we wanted to just... You know, just to be honest, this is this was gonna be my career. Yeah. Um, at the time, I was working, and like I said, we started this in February, and it was just gonna be a part time thing. Um, by August, I had to resign from my job, um, <laughs> which was like, oh okay, um, because <laughs> it it had taken off to a point. Um, we knew that we wanted to do more with nonprofit at some point, but to get us started, right. this was just what it was. Um, mm-hmm. we also wanted to make sure that it was going to be something that was gonna work. Um, because we do have such a heart for nonprofit. Um, when we do launch more of the nonprofit side of drone genius, it, it failure will not be an option. We would rather fail on this end of it if that were going to happen right. than on that end of it, because we do have such a heart for helping people. Um mm-hmm. We're working with some dear friends right now to start incorporating more um, and, and to make ourselves into some type of nonprofit. I know that there are different ways you can do that. Right. Seth can answer more of that. Um, but currently, we do have a scholarship that we offer at every school. Nice. Um, and that, that falls, you know, even if that scholarship is taken, we'll still consider a student if the parent has a need um, to reach out to us
2: and for us to consider that. Yeah. So I think... I think to answer your question, um, how has that kind of shaped our right. our structure as far as like our relationships with school districts and everything? Um, I think because of the market that we're in, which is an after-school summer camp program, most companies that do it are for-profit. Uh, Some are non-profit um, or have an arm that's non-profit. Correct. So, number one, it was there wasn't really any pushback about that, but to an added layer that we didn't we didn't add because we wanted to strengthen the re- the relationships or open doors. We added it because of family history, the scholarship, but that definitely was an added layer that helped us have better conversations with the administrators at these right. schools and private schools and all that stuff for us to go ahead and get in. Um, uh, several years ago, Robin's little brother passed away unexpectedly. Um, he was in his mid twenties, and his name was Roosevelt. And we still love and miss him dearly. And when we first started the concept of Drone Genius, one of the first things she told me was we will always have a scholarship in Roosevelt's name. So that's something that we've always made sure is a bullet point that we cover with every new relationship. We tell them we want to find a student in every single class that we teach that could benefit from the Roosevelt Scholarship. Wow, and we've been able to use it.
1: Yeah, we it's used it right off the bat. With um, we worked with the CPS system here in Austin, mm-hmm. and we had a child who was in their was in their care, but attended one of the schools that we were hosting a summer camp through. And he had seen us at one of one of our demo days, huh. and he had expressed to his CPS worker, "This program is so cool. I love it." but I'm in the CPS system. Right. And his counselor actually reached out to us and, you know, we took care of it. We've been blessed to do that on several other occasions and it really is our honor. Roosevelt was an amazing person. He loved mm-hmm. children. Yeah. He loved tech. He used to be up there screaming at that video game. <laughs> um, so this would have just made him so happy and yeah. it is it is a way for us to keep his spirit and his legacy alive. And then You know the kids will often sometimes ask because I also have a drone named after him and they'll say who is this person and I get to tell them about him and they just feel connected to me and they feel connected to us and it's just a beautiful thing. Wow
0: wow! now you mentioned reach in terms of uh, you mentioned obviously being, being here in Austin but what is Drone Genius's reach in terms of how
2: far how wide where do we go? So, into Robin, once again. uh, And and, and people, this is real. We were going to launch in the fall. Locally. By summertime, we had summer camps lined up all throughout Austin and in Georgia. Which is not in Texas. So, Texas, Georgia. <laughs> so, that was just that first summer, but since then, we are we are all throughout the Austin area wow. in a couple of school districts, some private schools. We are in Georgia at a private school. We are in New York at two private schools currently, and by the summertime this summer, we've already contracted to do four private schools in the Manhattan area. Wow. Um, we also have two New Jersey private schools mm-hmm. and... We just added another uh, school that's um, somewhere in New York. It's in Oyster Bay. Oyster Bay. Wow. Yes. And then we have... Um, California. Atherton,
1: California.
2: hmm um, Getting we're around. We're in the school district as well. Getting yeah. around. Menlo
1: yeah. Park there, so... That's right. It's exciting because right. that is a tech hub. Right. Yeah. Right. So yep. it's exciting, and yeah. we, we we want to do more. Um, there's <laughs> only two of us, though! <laughs>
2: <laughs> well we do have we do have now. staff in the new york area yeah we have are, staff we have we have right. teachers we have instructors um. and
1: in california too
0: yeah so. i was about to ask how does that work out because you said hey we're, we're here we're here we're here and i'm like "No, wait no you're in this room you're with me right now so how is it that you're <laughs> listening everywhere uh.
1: so that's funny because people at church they'll be like but i saw on facebook you were in new york yesterday and you're here at church praising Lord. Yes I am. So, <laughs> so because of my unicorn skills I am able to um, be in multiple places. I might be here today and in New York tomorrow. I travel a lot. So but because of our schedules and our children and when we launched and people received us so fast it was like okay so for the first year Um, every Friday, I would wake up at 4 a.m. Wow. And I would go to the airport, and I would fly to New York, and I would be there all day, teach our classes, and take an 8 o'clock flight and come home and be back in my bed by 12 o'clock. Did that for a year. This is the hardest Um, working
2: person I've ever met. Wow.
1: So it was, it was crazy. Um, but it was... But worth it. it It's so worth it. And we Mm -hmm. have been so... Well received in New York, Austin too, California as well. But New York has been extremely good to us, and it reminds me of the song: "If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere," and that is so true because it is a hard city, it's a cold city, it's a hot city, and you know it's 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 just been good. So for I'm just now coming down off of that, and it was because our program is so important to us that when we hire people. we, we don't just say, okay, if, if you've got two legs, two arms, you can work for us. We would have people that would come in and, you know, they would give it their best, but th- this is a program of excellence. Right. And what we yeah. offer our students, when we tell them you're going to be in Drone Genius, we, we expect for our, our providers, our um, teachers, our counselors to execute that to the best of their ability. Um, so it's important for me that when we hire people that I support them. You know, I don't just say, "Okay, you're hired," and you know, here's your equipment, here's your curriculum. I'm there to walk them through it, um, to be able to help them troubleshoot, so that right. they can be the best that they can be at Drone Genius as well. Wow! So that meant me going every week, week after week, yeah. for many weeks um, to New York and to California. There was a, there was a couple of times I was in uh, San Francisco, and I would fly overnight to get to New York on time um and then be back here to support him at something or the kids at football. Um but you know when when your heart is in it it doesn't look like anything. It just looks like a couple hours of no sleep, but you'll get over it.
2: Yeah. You will. Yeah. So. yeah. so yeah, so we're we're in California, Texas. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that we're, too. We're in all these states and she's been doing a lot of traveling. Um but we're blessed to have great staff. Staff that she was able to handpick Um, And because of her 15 years of being the boss in these private schools where she was hiring teachers, she understands what a good teacher looks like when she meets them. And she has picked some wonderful people. We love our teachers.
0: That's awesome. So then the flip side of that, obviously, you have the teachers. You have awesome teachers. Let's talk a bit about the the students. So um, obviously, we, we start mixing coding. We start talking about drones. But it's really more than that. Um, and it obviously, is. you alluded to uh, a bit of it in terms of your brother, Roosevelt, yeah. in terms of being able to share that story. But then, you know, what do students get outside of this in, or in addition to just the coding and the drone, drone experience? I mean, is it life skills that they can transfer? What is it? Oh,
1: yeah, this is that the this fun program part. Yeah. This is the part that literally every time I end a session, I shed a few tears because It's been so magical to be able to, you know, we start with these children and we have the intent of coding, learning how to code a drone, and that's why they sign up with us. Right. But we make them work in pairs, and we do that strategically because we've seen a pattern where children, you know, because of their devices and phones and switches and every all that, they tend to not have good social skills or interactive skills with other people. When it comes time for them to problem-solve, it, it's like, well, what, what does that look like? Right. Alvin, if we need to solve a problem and get out of a panic room together, well, all I know to do is Google that because that's all I do. <laughs> so we saw a need to be able to really make children, okay, they love technology. Right. Not a problem there because that's just where we're at. But there's also a lack of being able to talk and right. to interact. So they have to work in pairs. Um, and sometimes when they start, they're like, I don't want to work with nobody else. I'm like, well, (laughs) then you're going to need to go and let your mom know and know there's no refunds, um, that you don't want to work with another child. But in the end, it's such a beautiful thing. We've seen children that could not stand each other, just love each other. And now they're besties. Oh my goodness. They're besties. They're, they're they're hitting the challenges. They're winning. Wow. Yeah. Um, we 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 provide an avenue for healthy competition with children, and sometimes it, it gets a little unhealthy. <laughs> I'm okay with that. That's how winners are born.
0: Um, <laughs> that's how unicorns come to life. Nah, that's, that's how
1: unicorns come to life. You get your horn, right? Mm-hmm. You have to beat the other person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just that. There's one student in particular who has taken every single Drone Genius session. Wow. And she loves drones, but she loves me more. And she loves the interaction. And I asked her one day, I was like, why do you keep signing up for this class? And and every time we start doing the challenges, you're just over here hanging on to me and hugging on me. And she said, I just love you. And I just love the class. So we love the fact that we have a program where it is okay to let children know that they are safe. Yeah. That this is more like a club and, and a healthy club, not like a gang of, you know, <laughs> of children playing Fortnite, nothing against Fortnite. But it's a healthy environment for them to learn. And of course, we're hitting on all the STEM and that engineering piece of their brain is being right. you know cultivated and, and they're budding in that area. But it's just a healthy, fun, safe You know, they know that I'm going to be there. They know that their counselor is going to be there. She's going to give them a few minutes to just talk about what they did at Thanksgiving. You know, that's important. When we train our teachers, we tell them, create a relationship with these children. Yes, we're teaching them how to code drones, but create a relationship with these students. And it is okay if students come into the class and they're having an off day. And you may not get to do anything that day, but the fact that they trust you enough to know that we're having an off day, we're going to get through this hour together, is okay. And that's been important for us.
0: So. That is awesome. So it, it reminds me so much of the, uh, the book um, Malcolm Gladwell's Tipping Point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I look at it, I go, you're helping kids get to that tipping point, not only from a coding technology standpoint, but even just from an interpersonal standpoint, Absolutely. of we're getting you hours of uh, social development, mm-hmm. um, life skills to actually prep you. Now, knowing that, obviously, you see hands on the kids first, like, initial response to that. But then, what do parents? What do parents say?
1: Good question. So, one of our biggest supporters in New York, um, at our school at Le Mans, Manhattan Prep, they've been so awesome. But we had one child, and you know, he's a big techie, and I think he was an only child. And he had gone home and told his parents one day, you know, we had a great day in class, but my partner wasn't sharing with me. And his mom, you know, went and talked to the director of the school and said, you know, he needs to make sure he has a turn. And, you know, the director said, you know, in support of Drone Genius, this is teaching children how to socialize and just how to be in a healthy environment. Yes, they're coding, they're flying drones, but it's also teaching them respect. Right. So back off. You yeah. know, and he 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 supported us in that way. But that was the only parent feedback that we've ever had like that. The other parents are like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're like the Pied Piper. Our children, like I, I had one class that ended um, a session ago. And the kid was like, please come out to the car and talk to my dad. And I was like, I don't want to get in that. But his dad said, well, why don't we try something else? You've been in this class twice. And he's like, no, this is what I want to do. (laughs) So, you know, parents email us all the time. The school districts are really good about getting parent surveys just to hear what they have to say um, and providing us with that feedback. And right now the feedback looks like, why can't you offer more time? Can you do three days instead of one? You know, um, before we can even open a session, like right now, Um, the enrollment begins with land or ISD, they're wanting to enroll to make sure that their children have spot um, because we don't in each session, we don't do a whole lot of spots. We want to make sure that the children have as much individual you know, right. attention from me or the counselor as possible with not having wall-to-wall kids. So the parents are like, we want to enroll now. Um, <laughs> can I just send you a check? And I'm like, hold on. Everybody, hold on. It's Checks
0: right. coming in from everywhere. It's like, just wait.
1: Hold on to your money. Pause. Um, so parents really want their children to have the opportunity. They also want to know, okay, if they take this again, are they leveling up? Uh-huh. We have been able to level up. Um, but because of the good problem that we have of students re enrolling and re enrolling, we will create what's now, we'll start this in the fall, I promise.
0: <laughs> um, it's on video. It's exactly, time exactly. stamped. <laughs> it's time stamped time
2: stamp yeah. now.
0: I've worked. <laughs> Yes.
1: Okay. It's
2: time U- to Unicorn. Yeah. It's a <laughs> in the time. There right. we the go. Ground. Okay. Yeah. Right.
1: So I've worked with our partners, our schools, with Round Rock, Leander, our private schools in New York, and said, hmm. it's been a good problem, but we have students that constantly re-enroll. We want to be fair to them. Right. And parents also want to know, okay, if I'm paying for them to be in, they're, they're going to level up. Right. So we're creating what we call Drone Genius Pro that will start maybe in the summer Um, and that will give a prerequisite for when students sign and when parents sign their students up um, they'll have to answer a few questions have they taken drone genius yes or no and then we will enroll them in what we call drone genius pro that is the biggest parent concern um, and they're glad to send them back but as long as you know of course with anything else they're leveling up they're still learning they're they're still their imagination is growing and there's plenty to do out there in the drone world for us to be able to offer that to students right so
0: it's a the you know most people in business they have the initial problem what's first Mm
1: -hmm. what's first
0: what do we come up with what what are we putting out there for customers how are we reaching serving customers but you all have long past what's first It, it seems like what's next yes what's next yes what's next what's next so you have a lot of people that are that are essentially, it's not necessarily you leading them as much as it's probably them knocking at the door going, Mm
2: -hmm. We're learning. We're learning from from the families. What We're starting to get a hint of what's coming next by the way that they're responding to what we're giving them now. Wow. They love it. They want more of it. They want it to be bigger and broader. So that has sparked our ideas to flow in on, okay, how can we stretch this further for those families? Right. So now, in terms of age-wise, so let's kind
0: of get some, some structure or, or at least some visibility around, you say you have camps, you say you have sessions, but what does this really look like in, and what does it entail? So at what age level can someone expect, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I have three kids, six, four, and two, can any of them begin that course? No. Exactly. So, which is not a, not, uh, I go, it's a good thing for me because I don't have to go out and start buying drones. <laughs> um, but at the same time, when would in? so for example, how old is he? Six. When would he be able to, again, I guess you'd say to to register and and get involved in Drone Genius? His
1: second semester of second
0: grade. Okay. So what? So it's not bad.
1: Right. So they start second grade, Mm -hmm. and they're still, like, trying to figure it out. Right. But there's a magic that happens after the holiday break. So, like, now, if if a child has been in second grade for at least this first semester, Uh now they can start John Genius. Wow.
0: And then where do you plan to build it? So from second grade to...
1: Well, initially, it was (laughs) second to fifth. We we
2: currently do second through fifth. Yeah.
1: But we had some middle school girls that we're heading into middle school join us for summer camp in New York this summer. And yeah, we might be going to middle
2: schools now. Uh, we're in conversations right now with one of the schools up there about launching a middle school program. Gotcha. Yeah. And what does that
0: program consist of? Like in so is it, hey, we get six weeks or a one week or one day a week or two
2: days a week. What does the yeah. uh, curriculum program Just to put it simply, it's during the school year, there are six-week sessions. They come for one hour once a week for six weeks. So they get essentially six hours each session. Gotcha. Um, There's two sessions every long semester. So in the fall, there's two. In the spring, there's two. In the summer times, we do a couple of different things. We do Mm -hmm. a three-hour summer camp. They come every day for a week um, for the morning or the afternoon, or they do a full-day summer camp. So it's five days, and they're with us an entire day for wow. five days in a row. Yeah. And so then how do, I guess, parents now That is that through
0: the school district, or is that your own— you know, is that your own program or, you know, so basically let's so say you have Drone Genius here that you run your own camps and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Or is that within that school district that it's, a child has to go through?
2: Luckily for us, we've partnered with school districts and private schools that, that do what we would have done anyway. It, it works Perfect. great. We think that's that six-week session in the right. long semester is a great nugget. And then the either the three-hour summer camp or a full-day summer camp. It's a great way to introduce and, and teach and that kind of thing. So uh, it really is just kind of what's baked in already to the education world. That's how they've been doing things for a long time. And, again, luckily for us, that's what we would have done anyway because she's been an educator for so long. She already knew that's what we were going to be looking at. So we, we've we've drafted our curriculum and the way that we run our camps around
0: that type of, you know, uh time frame right yeah right now obviously your husband and wife duo and so kind of wrapping up here is there any advice that you would give to husband and wives that are thinking about or dreaming about going into business together i mean is there any any tidbits any advice that you could say oh don't do this or you might want to consider
2: this sure sure so i'll give the first bit of advice which is give the wife The
1: microphone first. Thank you. Oh, you want me to actually talk? Oh. Oh, I'm at a loss. No, I think that it's just been with wisdom and time, just with us knowing just how business works, you really have to separate the two. Um, We literally will say drone genius on, drone genius off. And just being able to respect that. And yes, we do have disagreements, um, but those disagreements are in the Drone Genius box. And we don't let Drone Genius disagreements bleed into Robin and Seth yeah, disagreements, yeah, or Robin yeah. and Seth disagreements bleed into Drone Genius. And it takes a level of maturity to do that, and trust for each other. So...
2: Yeah, that's true. Wow.
0: And how do you meld the the strengths of, of one another? Because obviously, I think this Ooh. is that beautiful pairing Yeah. Um, that, we're, that we're seeing culminate here out of the story.
1: We were on a road trip one time, a really long road trip. And I think we were driving to Georgia the first time to host camps. And we were pretty early in because it, so it was that first summer. And we realized that we, like an email would come in and we both would be responding to it at the same time. We had to sit down, just like with any organization or business, and say, okay, these are our strengths, and we had to be honest and say, Robin, you're not that good at that, or Seth, you're not that good at that, and we wrote it down in a notebook on a piece of paper that I still have, thank you very much, and (laughs) we, we created organizational duties. So and we really try to respect that. And if we are going to go over or if we feel like, you know, about to get in your lane, if I'm about to get in your lane, we really respect each other enough to say, can I help you with that? You seem like you have a lot going on or the last couple of times you messed up on those invoices. So you either need to get it together or you need to let me do it. Yes, that's a real conversation.
2: But it's me telling you that. (laughs) I'm just role playing. He's role playing. (laughs) (laughs) Role playing for the people so they can see my actress. I love how you
0: just did that. (laughs) Anyhow, only unicorns can do it. Oh, Unicorns can do it that well.
1: That's awesome. but it's just really a level of trust. And when we do like when we realized that we had a problem with, you know, all these students enrolling, we had to say we have to stop and we have got to get quiet. It's it, you know, owning a important. business is almost like being an artist. You have to find that space where you can be creative right. and come up with what helps your customers. Um, and so taking the time to do that is something that we've forced each other to do and stay in a healthy space with marriage and as business partners.
2: Wow. Yeah. I, I would lend two, two pieces of advice to anybody, a husband and wife team, that are about to start a business. Number one, find someone that's smarter than you, that's outside of your personal yes. sphere of your relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. They can sort of give you wisdom and guidance because there are going to be pinnacle moments. Where you are both going to either be at odds with what you should do moving forward about a big decision, yeah. or you might both be in agreement, but it's such a big decision that you need an outside yeah. party filled with wisdom that can let you know what their thought process would be. Right. And then you can take that into account. So, a bit of oversight. Some mm-hmm. oversight, exactly. Um, the second thing that I would offer up for folks who are going to be starting a business as a husband and wife team is absolute unadulterated honesty with one another Gosh. honesty with yourself about what you're not good at and what you're good at and honesty with your spouse about what they're good at and not good at and to just be open about that because that is the first step of being able to assign who takes what task Right. everybody has a, a path that they just flourish in mm-hmm. and they can take the ball and run it all the way down to the end zone. And then they've got a path that they think they can run the ball with, <laughs> but they, they're they going to get sacked every single time.
0: It's that, oh, I got it, I got it, I got it, until you don't have oh, it. got it, yeah. And
2: then you're like, oh, well, I thought I had it. Yeah. yeah. And it's wow. just, it's biblical. Let That's your awesome. yeses be yes, let your noes be no. Yeah, right? yeah and just be honest with one another. And we, we've we done that with this, and um, it's been a really great journey, I, I think, because of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been good. Interesting.
0: It's been good. So is there anything else that you all would like to share?
1: Well, I think that because we've been afforded this opportunity and we appreciate you guys, you know, indulging us on this journey um, for this however long it's been, we'd like to offer um, any of you out there who are in the New York area or visiting, we have customers that are visiting and decide that they want their children to take part in summer camp, Um, we will be at Lamont Manhattan this summer. Um, that's in the downtown area. It's one of the premier private schools um, in the Manhattan area that has partnered with us. Um, we will be there in August for three weeks. And okay. anyone listening today can take part and get um, a 10% off discount using the code podcast. If they go to DroneGenius.org, they'll see the weeks there and they can choose. Um, they don't have to go all three weeks, but they can go for a week or three weeks. But we'd like to invite you just to join us this summer out there. Um, of course, we'll have summer camps in other areas, but that one is, is definitely set in stone, and we're ready to rock with them. Um, so we'd love to see you guys there and your little ones. It's a lot of fun. They won't regret it. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: dads, no, you cannot go. No. Sorry. Oh, even, come on. Don't every, even ask. every dad asks, <laughs> no, don't even you, you cannot ask. go. No. And
1: need a chaperone. Yeah. Right, right. No. Drop and go. Thank you, <laughs> you very much. We will feed your child and drop send them home. And so. go Yeah. yeah it's oh, all fun. That's good.
0: Yeah. That is good. Well, then, in terms of uh, folks getting in contact with you, how yeah. might someone get in contact with you? You know, just watching this, and they go, "Hey, I definitely." You know, I'm an administrator at a private school or wherever, sure. and I want to get in contact. What do they need to do?
1: Yeah, you can email us at admin at dronegenius.org. Um, of course, dronegenius.org has all of that information um, on there as well. Um, that's the best way to get in touch with me um, because I'm always working.
0: <laughs> Unicorns don't sleep. Oops, Seth. Is that true? It's true. It's it's really true. I'm gonna have to Google that. Right. And there's and there's Robin's picture. I see you. (laughs) Yeah,
1: we'd love to talk with you. Um, We're looking to add more programs and kids, and you know, even just advice for other people that are getting involved in business. We're here to be very open and transparent with you about our process and journey. So it's been good. Yeah.
0: Well, good deal. Good deal. With that, we're out of time. And so, uh, Seth and Robin, thank you so much for being transparent, sharing your story uh, with the world and with our listeners. And listeners, thank you. Watchers, thank you for joining Kickstart Commerce, where we share search marketing and domain uh, name investing strategies to help grow your business. Um, So, please subscribe to... Uh, kickstart commerce the youtube channel as well as subscribe to this podcast via podbean itunes stitcher google play or however you choose to listen and last but not least please visit kickstartcommerce.com and in the right hand corner there is a form that you can sign up for the daily school newsletter where i share digital strategy disciplines to help you grow your business so with that, we look forward to seeing you in the next interview. Thanks, and that's all for